without getting too personal, um, it really has changed my life in all ways. Um, I was a stay-at-home parent, you know, eight years ago and decided I I wanted more. I wanted to, you know, have a work, you know, experience and skills and things that I could go and do on my own and then bring home to myself, my daughter, and just to make my life better. Um, so that's when I started working at Nuvi and just to get my foot back in the door in the career stage and was able to build to where I am. Um, and I'd say my value and my self-worth has infinitely changed. I feel like I, yeah, can stand on my own two feet and it's a pretty damn good place to be. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Legends Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Scott, and I am really excited to have a good friend of mine in studio. This is Mary Bevins, and she is now, correct me if I'm wrong, is it the COO now? That's correct. Okay, yep. okay. That's the COO fair. of headquarters, Legends Boxing. Welcome. Thank you. Thank so happy to be here. Good. Yeah. You look very happy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? I know you've been struggling with some sickness recently. Much better. Yeah. Okay. Glad to be on the mend of, you know, heading into spring and every winter. I swear to God, it just it, without fail, I get a cold and it lasts and it just sem- seemed to be a not great timing, but glad we're able to reschedule. Yeah, no, hey, we work around you, Mary. You're, <laughs> it's your priority. Oh. You're, you're way important. So, oh. um, Glad you're here. Glad you're feeling better. Thanks. Congratulations on all of the advancements. And I'm, I actually am, would love to talk about where it all began. Like, so sure. let's go back. How long have you been with Legends? Almost six years. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was 2017 when I joined the team. That's a, wow. I know. Crap. It's a lifetime. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I didn't know. I, th- I thought I, five. I didn't know that it was six. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So w- yeah, because I mean, I remember interviewing you. Oh um, man, that was. Yeah, you had like me and Matt, and I think Kelly was in the room, and it, a few other people. It, and it was completely sidelined. Like, oh really? Like, I mean, my first interview was with Rob. He, you know, gives me this homework homework assignment. He says, "Come back. I want you to present it." I assumed it was just with him. Oh no, he opens the door to the conference room and it's room full of people I've never seen in my life. And then he leaves. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, he dipped. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, a little intimidating, but knowing Rob now exactly what I would expect. Well, if it's, you know, any comfort to you, Mary, yeah. um, he did that exact same thing to all of us that same day. Oh. He, he literally right in the middle of, if my memory serves, he came out into the middle of me coaching a class and said, Hey, I'm going to be hiring this new person. And I think you and Matt and you guys should, should talk to her interview and get to know her. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so right after class, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. all sitting in this conference room and I, I'm like, okay, like, and like, sure. I'm like, again, it was at the time so, so much in its infancy, like what we were developing oh, that yeah. it was like, oh, nice to meet you. I don't know exactly what to ask you, right. but it's very nice to meet you. <laughs> and, and now look at where it's come. Yeah. So, so let's kind of go down that timeline. The six years a lot has happened in six years. So a much. lot. Yes. So what was your original title that you were hired as? Marketing manager. Okay. Oh, yes. that's right. Yep. I remember that. Yes. yes. Marketing manager. With yep. how much experience in marketing did you have? Um, not much. Not much. No, I, uh, I may have beefed up my resume and, you know, kind of, you know, bullshit my way into that a little bit. Didn't you no. come from Vivint? No, it was Nuvi. Nuvi. Yeah. So it was a local right. software company. I was in the social media analytics department. 
So, you know, the name social media kind of helped with that on the resume, got my foot in the door. And really, I just knew that I'd be able to do better than what was currently happening. That's all. So I did a lot of Googling and figuring it out. And luckily it worked out. So, well, it has, it's, it worked <laughs> out. And if anybody knows Mary, she's definitely a go getter. Uh, we'll absolutely put her foot, feet in the mud and learn uh, what she needs to. So, okay. Marketing very yep. first job. When did you get your first promotion and what was it? So it was like, like we talked about when we first started, there weren't that many people and we're trying to build something big. So I I was technically the marketing manager. There was a lot of things in the operations area that I kind of just stepped in and started doing as well because it needed to be done. Um, which, you know, I'd say about six months or so after I started, I was promoted to, you know, onboarding specialist, which essentially just helped the franchisees who were fully, you know, brand new to the system from the start time they start to the time they open in that entire process. So from construction, uh, you know, hiring, training, marketing, all the things in between, just basically a project manager. So, man, my memory is getting it's you're helping me remember a lot of stuff like I've totally forgotten all of this stuff and yeah. how much like I didn't even know. Did we have another location open up? It was just Riverton at the time, it right? It was just Riverton. And then Sandy was in the real estate phase. Okay. So yeah, I started right. in September and I believe they opened in March. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And you were very, very intricately involved in making that happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's when I was in, you know, the marketing area and still learning a lot about the business itself and then kind of just helping with, all right, let's, let's call this vendor. And now I think we have to do this next. Let's, you know, it was a lot of figuring it out as yeah. you go. No, I remember like everything was just literally like, oh, that didn't work, but now we're going to switch it to this and yes. that worked better. Yeah. And oh, but then we're going to do it. Like, there was yeah. so much pivoting, Yeah, but like necessary, like absolutely yeah. required. How else do you learn? Yeah. Well, I mean, YouTube videos, you know, well, listening to podcasts. For, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think people are going to learn a lot from this one. Yeah. They're going to learn a lot. <laughs> how resourceful we are. <laughs> well, and how much fun we have yes. all the time because we're eventually going to get to a, a, one of my favorite stories in the entire world that you and I experienced not so long ago. But um, we're jumping too far ahead because okay. how right. long after Sandy was Bountiful the very next one? No, I don't think it was. The next one, I believe, was, shoot, has been a long time. I want to say Trolley Square. I think <gasps> Was trolley, it before Bountiful? I th- yeah, I believe it was. Now, okay. Man. Yeah. I should have looked at the timelines before this and prepped. But yeah, I, I believe it was Trolley Square. I'm sure they were not so far behind yeah. each other. Yeah. Because um, I remember Trolley, they were going through a lot of hassle with Whole Foods before that's like, right that took a long time yeah. the lease phase i did forget about that yeah and, yeah and it was an unoccupied space so they had mm-hmm. to like cement the floor yeah. before they could even go in and start doing the build but yeah. it was like whole foods had to pass off on the fact that they were yeah. going to be okay having a boxing gym or something yeah. at trolley square yeah they had like final word on it which is all right what's wrong with having this? This is a great synergy. Right. Fitness and health. Like, let's put it together. Yeah. And yeah. so glad that it was able to happen because Trolley's yeah. space is pretty awesome. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So big. So awesome. Yep. Um, so then Bountiful was next. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's just been a different ride every single time. Well, we learn something every time, right? Mm-hmm. What works? Great. Let's keep going. What didn't? What do we want to change? How do we save time, money, you know, effectiveness of XYZ. And yeah, let's change it a little bit if it's next time. 
And that's actually something that I've always admired because it's like, even after every EFN, I can remember like just going back the next like after the weekend on Monday, you guys are mind mapping. Yep. All right. What did I not like? Yep. What are we going to take out? What are we going to add this time? Yep. It's so it's crazy to just kind of see how you guys explode your thoughts onto a, a board. It's, it's pretty cool. It, yeah. Yeah. I so, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a, a massive amount of evolution. So let's kind of talk about look good brands. Let's talk yeah. about that. Cause yep. that was a pretty big, huge change in the, the legends world. Yeah. Unexpected. Yes. Yeah. Very unexpected. Yeah. So tell me a little about your experience there. Yeah. So geez, when did that all happen? I feel like it took about six months or so in the conversation between the time it started and the time it was sold. Um, you know, Rob Scott, he stepped out, sold it, look at brands, this big parent company with, you know, a lot of resources that we lacked came in and had a big vision for legends. And I think that was when I kind of stepped more into the role of official operations. I was the director of operations, mm -hmm. I believe at the time. Um, and then Scott Hatter came in as the chief operations officer, mm -hmm. um, who had a lot of experience that I lacked, which was awesome. I felt like I learned a lot from him in that role. Such a cool dude, Scott. We love oh, yes. you, man. He Always really a part is. of Legends. Yeah, I know. I still text him once in a while. Hey, just checking in. How's it going? I just played yeah. golf with him last season, and he was supposed to play on Sunday, but he actually injured his elbow oh. playing tennis. So. Oh, at least he didn't injure it playing boxing. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. <laughs> tennis, tennis elbow, get yes. it? Yes, oh, but I'm bumped. But ah, here till Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, it was um, kind of a crazy ride, and it was, I don't know, heading in the right direction, I felt like. There were some things that maybe were, you know, misaligned with the vision I always had for Legends. Um, but, you know, then it didn't really matter anyway. COVID kind of hit, turned things sideways, and it changed a lot of things. And um, in retrospect, it was for the better, in my opinion, for the sake of Legends, as far as the whole, you know, end of COVID came and the whole tra trajectory that Look Good Brands had for Legends got sidelined and they wasn't interesting to them anymore and wasn't with, you know, fitting with their portfolios. So Rob was able to buy it back and, you know, put his vision back in place and which was something that I was much more aligned with. So here we are. Yeah, no, I, I, it couldn't have been said better. Thank you, Rob saved legends hundred percent. Yes. Um, it wouldn't be what it is today. Had that not happened. No, I don't even think the name would even be existing. I think that, that in my opinion, I think that, that, you know, in this, the realm of business, it was smart business on their part, especially with the way numbers I'm sure were and with yep. COVID the effect that they were, you know, going to sell it to another company. And so I, I couldn't be more excited to still be a part of legends because yep. Rob saved it. He really yep. did. Um, so yeah, so that kind of segued us into this story I've been waiting to kind of talk to you about. <laughs> and I have no idea what this is. <laughs> um, so I seem to remember it being like over July, 4th of July weekend that like everything was signed, done and done. And yeah. I think it was 2019 when this happened because it was like only like eight months and then COVID hit. Yeah. Um, and we come back from 4th of July weekend and it's our very first day back in the job and we're talking about what's going on and I go into the bathroom and when I come back in, there is like this ginormous bald man sitting in your office. Oh 
my gosh. <laughs> How do you not remember this? Oh, I remember this? it now. This is like oh the my most gosh. amazing story ever. This still comes ever. into my mind sometimes like, there's no way that happened. Yes. That was all bullshit. No, that didn't happen. The, the whole, I've told people this story and they're like, they're going to be like, yeah, right. Sure. No, no I'm an eyewitness. That yes, happened. It's such a true story. Yeah. Like, like, okay, so tell me what you remember now, now that I've sparked your, your memory. This sharp dressed giant bald man walks in and he starts speaking and I'm like, huh? I, I couldn't understand thick Russian accent. Mm -hmm. And he starts talking about is legends for sale. I want to buy legends. I have da 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 like stupid, crazy money. And I, I don't remember all the details, but I was like, I don't think it's for sale, but I don't know. Luckily you came in, I think at that point and I'm like, Andrew can help you. <laughs> I gotta go. I have a meeting. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, poor Mary. Um, cause this guy was literally, he was literally like six foot seven. Yeah. He was giant from across the room. Like if anybody that's listening, watching, if you guys have ever been into Lehigh and the corporate side of it, like I'm coming from the other side of the room and he's sitting down and I can tell he's a ginormous individual <laughs> yeah. and Mary's so little tiny guys. She's so <laughs> small. And I'm like, Oh no, I need to go save her. Yeah, so thank God. I come in and he stands up and shakes my hand and he has these huge hands and he's <laughs> easily wearing like $25,000 worth of clothes and jewelry. Yeah. And he, yeah, wanted to buy legends. And not only did he want to buy legends, he wanted to buy the properties that That's legends right. were going to yes. go into yeah. and run their own businesses mm -hmm. out of these legends yeah. locations. Yeah. And, and I'm like, pink flag, pink flag. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, yeah. oh man. And I mean, he's saying stuff like, I have inside information that the Olympics are coming back to yes. Salt Lake City gosh, and we want that. our our uh, businesses established before that time. Yes. And I'm sitting here just trying to keep talking, like eventually trying to get him to the point where, well, we've got to work and we got to go to work. It's, right, right. You know, I, I, you're you beat a, you, like you you missed it by one weekend. Like yes. if you would have just come in last week and talked to Rob, you could have yeah. probably bought it. Yeah, right? And he was talking like $25 million oh. that he had with him. With him. And yes. if he needed more, he just needed to make a phone right. call and yes. all this other stuff. So, you know, <laughs> I think you guys can hear where this is going, where, right. where, where the kind of organization this guy was with. Oh my gosh. And then Scott Hatterd walks in the door. Yeah. Like, Oh, we'll speak of the devil. Yes. Look at who it is you have to talk to. Right. And Scott's not the tallest or largest of no. guys either. Right. So as he's looking up to this <laughs> giant man going, whoa, okay, what's going on? But for me, the story gets even more like the very next day. Cause, cause right in front of Scott, like, I don't even think you were in the room at the time. Scott's trying to talk to him and he's like, well, yeah, I got to go talk to my partners, you know, yada, yada, yeah. you know, is there contact information I can get from you? And the guy's like, no, I'll be back to talk to you guys yes. kind of thing. And then I'm kind of saying goodbye to him. And I had talked to him casually, like, and found out he trained Brazilian jiu-jitsu in Brazil for multiple years. And he right. trained like Muay Thai in Thailand for all these different kinds of years. Mm -hmm. So he's like this specialty fighter. Right. Yeah. And as Scott's standing right in front of me and I'm shaking his hand, walking him out the door, I'm like, yeah, anytime you want to come back and do some mitts or spar or whatever the case may be, I'm happy to do it for you anytime. Yeah. And he's like, you would spar me? And I'm like, yeah, I'll spar you. And then Scott looked at me like, are you <laughs> Dude, crazy? And I was like, no, I'll spar you. It's fine. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so then 
The next day, I think it was Kimmy. She was working intake. Okay. She comes up to me and goes, hey, that Russian guy, that big Russian guy just called and he wants to talk to you. And I was like, no, 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 I'm busy. Like, I can't talk right now. I'm busy. (laughs) So she takes a phone number down and I had gotten super busy. And I remember I had to be at one of my uh, daughter's performances that night for her viola. And... I was in such a rush that I just grabbed the phone number on the mm-hmm. sticky note and jump into my car. And on my way there, I dial and then hung up and went, what am I doing? <laughs> what the heck am I doing? Why am I calling this guy from my personal cell phone? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, man, and I, I won't go any further. But it was such a crazy, just like, holy crap kind of experience. Yes, like, I had totally forgotten that. I mean, yeah, as we're talking about this. It's like I can picture it now all happening right there. I even know what I was wearing. Like, yeah, that was an impactful <laughs> yeah. experience for sure. It's so crazy. Yeah. I, it's it's like I bet I can go back in the history of my phone and still see all these text messages yeah. from this guy yes. that was trying to recruit me. And yep. I was just like, yep. so crazy. So, yeah, he's in my <laughs> phone still as the Russian. The Russian. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the title With of the red phone. X next to it. Yeah, don't, don't, don't respond. Text. <laughs> no text. I'm probably on the FBI's like hit right, list. Right. Well, they're listening to this right now. Yeah. So if you are, tell people to subscribe and click and follow us and leave yeah. a comment. Right, right, right. Yeah. And leave whatever information you might have. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So yeah, that was, (laughs) that was just a fun side little story. But so Rob 2020. Yeah. Bought it back. Right. right. Yeah. Like January. Still during COVID and all of this stuff. And, and well, I I was still in California, so it was definitely COVID for me when I was still in California. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So I think gyms were open and I think things were open, but there was still heavy restrictions on a lot of stuff. That's right. Yeah. And so, um, so talk to me, fill me in because I was kind of gone for a lot of that time and have come back to seeing a lot of these changes that you guys have done and the things that you've implemented. So talk to me about how that's kind of gone. I know you you were given the title CEO, right? Yeah. Yes, I was. Yeah. So right after Rob bought it back, it was probably a few months later. uh, We, yeah, we made some internal changes as far as people's, you know, positions and titles and things like that. And I was named CEO, which was awesome. I would was CEO for two years just until recently. Um, And there was a lot of regrowth that we had to do during that time. It was all right. We're no longer selling more franchises. We need to work with our current franchisees and help rebuild from the financial effects that COVID had for everyone, right? I mean, obviously gyms were forced to close down like a lot of other businesses, some longer than others and some right when they had just very first opened their business to begin with. I mean, that wasn't ideal for anyone in any regard, but certainly gym specific was really difficult. Um, But yeah, so that was really our focus was, okay, how do we almost work more hand hand in hand with these franchisees, with their team members, and how do we cut costs? How do we, and that's when I kind of started looking at, all right, the build out. What's in here that might be, it might be aesthetic, but it's not functional. What's mm-hmm. not, what can we eliminate to save money that won't affect the program or the member experience? So we've been finding ways to save costs on operations. We started looking at smaller footprints. And so initially we were looking at when we first launched, you know, franchising 3,000 to 3,500 square feet. Well, now, you know, rent is pretty high. So how do we how do we reduce that cost? So let's start looking at the lower footprint. So 2,000 square feet, trying to get that rent down, um, you know, flex space, warehouse space, you know, I don't know, 
kind of all over. How do we save money and how do we be more efficient? And that's really what we've been doing the last couple of years, which has actually gone really well. We're now at a place where numbers are looking like they were pre-COVID. So lead volume, new member signups, it's overall revenue for the gyms. Things are things are bouncing back. And now we're we're at a place of growth again, which that's is awesome. really exciting to be. That's awesome. No, and, and I, I see it. I mean, I'm a part of it now. I'm it's being on the other end of it now and, and, you know, being a franchisee and a business owner and I see the support and it's, it's there. It's, it's really cool to, to see that. And so, uh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for all of that. It's actually Um, a lot of fun to work with you in this capacity. I mean, uh, for context, anyone listening, you know, Andrew and I used to work together on the HQ team mm -hmm. in different roles, but obviously in the same team, um, COVID hit or whatever it was that you moved to California, left the company for a while, came back, but now as a franchisee, which I think is a, a great fit for you. I think it's, thank you. Yeah. It's right where you, I feel like it's a great spot. I feel the exact same way. Good. Um, you know, for full transparency, for those who are listening, um, the two years that I was away with legends, I kind of felt like I was, uh, wandering around with my head cut off and there was a piece of my life that was missing. Um, and it, uh, it was very comforting every day to go into a facility in a place that you are around everyone that wants to actually be there. They love being there. They want to be a part of it. They want to help it. They want to see it succeed. They, they don't know what it would be like to not have legends a part of their life. Yep. And that's an amazing comfort because for those two years, while I was learning a lot and experiencing a lot, that is a value plus to my life that I don't regret it. It's, it's helped me um, to become the type of leader, manager, and business owner that I am now. Um, but it was, um, it was a sacrifice. It was a huge sacrifice. And it, um, it's so good to be back. It's so good to have that be a part of my life that I can show up to the gym at any time and change my moods for the better because everybody in there is feeling good and wants to be there. The, the industry that I went to and, and in what could not be further from the opposite. Um, and it, it was, it it was, it's just, it's been great. It's been great to be back. So I I appreciate you saying that. Um, so tell me about your legends ride. Now we've heard the business side of it. Let's, let's hear about your, your ride with legends. What was it like experiencing boxing for the first time and taking classes? And was that something you ever thought you would do? No, no. In fact, I used to be an endurance athlete. I ran marathons, did triathlons, and I actually was in a road bike group. And we would meet over here in the Macy's just across from where Legends HQ is every like Wednesday morning, you know, 630 in the morning. We'd all meet there with our bikes and go for a bike ride. And my friend Erica, she was in the group. She would ride her bike over. And you remember Erica. She would ride her bike over from Legends of Boxing. She just worked out, came over to ride her bike with us. I'm like... I didn't know anything about legends. I'm like, you box? Like, I don't understand. Like you go and get hit. And this was my first and only interaction to that point with legends, even though I lived in Lehigh, I'd never really paid attention to it. And so that was kind of was in my mind when I first applied to legends was like, I feel like marketing needs help to overcome the thoughts that I had. Cause I can't be the only person that thought that. So how do we educate the consumer that you're not going to get punched? It's a workout that you, that you learn boxing. So I think that's why I made kind of like a big push when I first started with legends as far as, all right, how do we educate the consumer, what this is, who it's for and overcome that intimidation factor. So 
I remember that. Yeah. 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 I totally remember that. And that was, that really was where it steamrolled into like, that was something I think Rob and I never really put together because to us, it was just, we're showing up to boxing and, you know, we didn't think it was intimidating. Right. But you were that piece that came in and was like, no, this is intimidating. Just the word boxing is intimidating. So let's lighten it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, yeah, it was, it was a great value, great value add. Apparently six years later, you know, (laughs) COO. And so tell me a little bit about that now with the COO, what, what do you predominantly cover and take care of now? So yeah, uh, my goal is products. So we have, you know, custom, you know, Legends Boxing branded products from uh, boxing gear like hand wraps and boxing gloves to apparel, just general fitness, you know, shirts, shorts, whatever it is. And we've always sold it to our franchisees who then sell it in their gyms to the members, which is awesome. It's great. Members love it. It's great advertising. You know, they get behind it. It's awesome. Uh, Something that we've been missing, though, is online sales. And so Mm -hmm. my focus is to not only help to improve the the sales and the quality and output for the franchisees on the wholesale side so the members can experience that, but to then also grow the online sales so that collectively, I mean, legends will be just walking around the whole country. Okay. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I think we're, we're going to be focusing on the online sales in the areas where we hope to develop soon to help soften the market for, you know, creating the awareness, you know, just... I mean, every time I wear a Legends shirt just to the grocery store, someone's like, you work at Legends or do you work out at Legends? I mean, it's such a talk trigger. People recognize it. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll be a great way to soften the market for new gyms or potential new gyms in other areas of the country. Yeah, it's you couldn't have said that that better, you know, guys. So if you are Legends members and you have Legends shirts, if you want to start a conversation with somebody, (laughs) go out in public with your Legends gear. It's it's always a conversation starter. Yeah. Um, And it's. For me, it's always been a great thing. Like I'm people that know me, they know I love the golf and you oftentimes are getting paired up with people you don't know. And then there's always in the conversation, well, what do you do for a living? And it's a pretty cool thing to be like, well, I'm a boxing coach. Yeah. That's a conversation starter. It for really sure. is a conversation yeah. starter. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. People ask me, what do you do? I work at Legends Boxing. Oh, that's so cool. Are you a coach? Well, no, I'm not that cool. But you know, <laughs> I help, I help sort of create training for coaches. So it's you know, almost Mary, as cool. I believe <laughs> that if you needed to step in and coach a class, you'd be able to do it. I've actually considered uh, becoming certified as a coach just mm-hmm. so that I have the skill. So we'll see. I don't know. I think you'd be great. Yeah. Thank I think you. you'd be great. You put your mom voice on and just get out there. And <laughs> Wait, just do play. I have a mom voice? Yeah. I, I, well, of course you do. <laughs> okay. Yes. You have a mom voice and you, you know, it's coming from the diaphragm here. Yeah. So, you know, that constant projection. So you don't mess your throat up. Fair. But those are the things you learn in the certification. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. yeah. I encourage you to do it. Thank I absolutely you. do. I think it'd be fun. Um, so back to the boxing journey. Yes. What kind of other than working and helping to develop the core values of it. What kind of things in your personal life as legends helped you grow through or, or helped you kind of see what, what kind of part is that? Huge part. Um, without getting, getting too personal. Um, it really has changed my life in always. Um, I would, was a stay at home parent, you know, eight years ago and decided I, I wanted more. I wanted to, you know, have a work, you know, experience and skills and things that I could go and do on my own and then bring home to myself, my daughter, and just to make my life better. Um, so that's when I started working at Nuvi and just to get my foot back in the door in the career stage and was able to build to where I am. Um, and I'd say my value and my self-worth has infinitely changed. 
I feel like I, yeah, can stand on my own two feet and it's pretty damn good place to be. Yeah, it is. And I've seen that and that's been a pretty awesome transition to see. How much weight have you lost? Oh, at one point, let's see. I've, I've put a little bit extra on in the last six months. Where? Did you grow your hair out longer? Because I don't see it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, at one point, I had dropped 25 pounds. Wow. So, yeah. And when she first started, guys, you got to know that it did. she didn't look like she needed to drop 25 pounds. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. So complete change of life. Yes. And complete physical change. Yep. And you're still taking it to the next level. Oh, always. So before we go. Yep. What's the next level? What's the next thing in Legends Future? Uh, my goal is to take this brand nationwide online and grow the um, products to a million dollar business. Million dollar business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's help her do it. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's get to that million dollars. Thank oh, you yeah. so much for being here, Mary. Thank you. Appreciate it.